Entering into the week of Purim, and we are fully prepped. We learned a little bit about davening. We learned a little bit about the Megillah, and finding the Simcha while reading the Megillah. We've also tackled a little bit of Mishloach Manos, and now we are here, and we are in the last week before Purim, and we are preparing ourselves for the ultimate battle against Amalek, our arch enemy, Rashis Gaim Amalek. The root of all evil, Amalek, who's embodied originally by the snake, who brought death and sadness to this world, is now here as Haman, and we're here to fight him. And we learn that the earlier generations were not able to fight Amalek, right? They tried back in the days, different time periods, the Jewish people tried to attack Amalek. The famous story where um, Sha'ol tried to kill them out and he wasn't able to. And here comes our generation. And we are taught that our generation, even though we're the lowest and lowest of all generations, right? These Yeritza Sadoros, our generation is going to be the one to combat Amalek. How can that be? So the first time we meet Amalek is Asher Kar Chabadarach. Right? The Jewish people were on this high, we're leaving Yitzhak Mitzrayim with all the big Nisim, right? All the Makos, Hashem splits open the heavens, He speaks to us, He gives us the Asaras Adibros, and all of a sudden comes this nation, and they attack us on the side of the road, right? And who does Moshe send to fight this battle? He says, I'm going to stay here, but he sends Yoshua ben Nun. And he says, Yeshua ben Nun carries within him, within him the antidote to fight Amalek. Now, you would think, like, okay, Yeshua was a great guy, but, like, he was Moshe Shamish. Like, he's the one who pushed the chairs back in around the table, and he's the one who put the star back on the shelves in order, making sure everything was in order. How was the role of a Shamish strong enough to be able to go out and fight Amalek? Now, Amalek... There, what is important for us to know is it says, Asher karcha badarach. Karcha comes from the Hebrew word of kariros, which is coldness. They injected this coldness within us, right? The Rashi explains that they were the first ones to come and jump into this boiling hot bath. I always think of like my child, the first one that goes in that I forgot to check the water temperature, right? They get burnt, right? And then they cool it off for everybody else. That's exactly what Amalek did. Amalek saw us as a nation who had everything and they just pounced upon us on the way while we were on the way. That's where they attacked us. What's the tactic of Amalek? They get us on the way. Amalek, their big grandeur and vision is the final product, right? You learn Dafyomi all day and then you go to a Siemashas. That's amazing, right? You practice every single day if you go running, but you win the marathon. Their whole goal is focused on the end goal. They only see the big, great, wonderful accomplishments. And they don't see the little things on the side, right? The Yantif of Purim. Hebrew word Purim comes from the word of Pirurim, which is crumbs. They don't focus on the little side things. They only want to see the big things. Take a look at Haman. Haman and they cared so much about their wealth. They had so much money. They didn't care about the pennies and the nickels. They just cared about having enough money to make a big party for 180 days, right? Haman, he had everything in the world, but he didn't have Mordechai bowing down to him. It was like he had nothing. It's that person who's like, I didn't exercise today, so why should I exercise tomorrow? 
That's exactly where Amalek gets us. You know, Rabbi Nachman says that when Moshe went out to Kali Israel and he spoke to them, and he wanted to tell them about the Geula, it says that the Jewish people, they couldn't even hear him because they were so weighed down by the burden of Yiddishkeit, the burden of being a Jew, because it was such hard work. What's the hard work? When does Yiddishkeit and everything become heavy? So for me, when things become heavy, it's when I'm very overwhelmed by a lot of things and all I want to do is focus on the end goal, right? I start at the beginning of the week. Monday's the most stressful day. Why? Because how am I going to make it to Shabbos? Like, how am I going to get through this week of homework and suppers and everything, right? I There's no way I can see an end in sight. And that's where I kind of give up. That's Amalek talking to you. Amalek saying, you better, you may as well not even try because like you're not going to make it, right? They don't realize, Amalek doesn't realize that those small little things, if you have proper intention with every single one of them and see them in a vacuum of everything else that's happening, you're able to reach the end and fulfill everything in the big grand, big grand finale by just working on those little small things. Amalek pays no attention to those little things. They just want the big guys. They want Moshe Rabbeinu. They don't necessarily want Yeshua. Yeshua was the guy who every day, he would go and he would push the chairs around, he would flip the benches over, he would sweep up, right? Put all the sparring. He never, Yeshua never saw his life as like, oh, I'm going to be like a Moshe Rabbeinu. I'm going to be the one to bring the Jewish people into Eretz Yisrael. I'm going to be the, the one to be able to fight the war with Amalek. He never saw himself like that. He just saw himself as small little details, small little things. And therefore, he was able to win the war with Amalek because Amalek was like expecting, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu to whip out a big miracle. But they didn't see that coming. And this is why our generation is going to be the one to be able to fight off Amalek. We think, we think like, oh, we're just the lowest of the low. We're busy with little things. We're not fighting big, huge Yitzhaharas and battles and wars of the first base HaMikdash. The previous generations, they were fighting big things. They were fighting the big battles that needed to be won. What we're here to deal and battle with is just the day-to-day. Just waking up in the morning and having a good davening and making it to lunch and having, you know, a good mincha, a benching, a burn fashos, all those little things. We don't have to do big grand events. We just need to get through the day by day. And when we do that, that is the biggest punch to Amalek, to show them that it's opposite of Baderach. I want to show you that Baderach, on the way, I'm enjoying those moments. And a big curse of our generation is that we feel that like we have to have something big coming at the end. And we don't necessarily always recognize the little Pashto moments that we can have on a day-to-day basis. Whether it's just saying hello to your neighbor or just being there for your mother or just be, those little things. We don't think those little things can, you know, compile into anything big. Um, whenever I'm like trying to work on my budgeting skills, and I start looking at like my credit card statements and being like, what, where is this going? It's not the big expenses. It's not the $500 boots that are making or break it. It's actually, and tell me if this is true, it's my Amazon account. It's the little things. It's like ordering glue, ordering a pair of scissors, ordering this charger, ordering that. It's my Amazon bill that at the end takes up almost my entire credit card statement, as opposed to the big, huge expenses. The earlier generations were 
buying those big, huge, you know, household items. They were buying those big things. They weren't dealing with the decorating of it and the throw and the couch pillow, right? Oh, also home goods. <laughs> home goods and Amazon, right? Those little things. We think like, oh, we need to be something tremendous, something huge. And we forget that just those little things will amount and surmount to something so, so big. So what's the root of all sin? What's the root of all of who Amalek is and how can we fight them? The answer is by cutting off the head of the snake, right? The head of the snake, who's who's the snake? The Nachash, who's eventually is Amalek and who's Haman, is the root of all our problems. Once we get rid of Amalek, we'll be ready. We'll be ready here for Mashiach. This generation, this generation that we're living in right now and everything that we're experiencing is just trying to focus on, you had a good Shabbos meal? You brought your kids, you invited them to the table happily, you sing Zmiros, amazing. That Shabbos meal is amazing, it's enough. You don't have to worry. Go to the next Shabbos, go to the next night that you're doing like homework with your kid and do it happily and do it with simcha. And those little things are gonna to surmount to something tremendous and is what is going to bring us to the ultimate Ula. Amalek tries to take us, to try to make our whole self-worth think that like, oh, we gotta do something so big. And we're showing them it's just the pirurim. It's just the little things. And in those little details, we can really make a huge difference. So I wish you all a v'elechem perim. And I hope that this will help you find meaning in the little things of the day and recognize the real, real strength of perim, which falls out in Adar, which is the last month of the year, right? We have two, two Rosh Hashanahs, right? We have Rosh Hashanah in um, Tishrei, we have Rosh Hashanah again in Nisan. And Adar is a month where we could be depleted. We could say, oh, it was hard. It was a long year and I don't even know if I made it. But if you start to add up little things that you did in all those other months, you recognize that Adar is really the completion of everything. And then comes Nisan and we're really ready for the Trugula. May this year be the year of the final and ultimate redemption in Gaula, and I wish you all a wonderful and free and perm.